Hello, my beautiful souls. My name is Sasha. I'm an astrologer and mentor and a founder of Shine From Within Project. The mission of this project is to elevate awareness and help people to reconnect with their true selves and live inspiring lives full of love and happiness. Today, I have a very interesting guest. Hi, Tatum. Welcome to podcast Shine From Within. How are you? Thank you for having me. How are you today? So well. It's I'm in Queensland at the moment and we're just coming into spring. So the weather is finally like nice and sunny and you can enjoy it. So it's good. I'm an outdoor person. So this is perfect for me. Nice. So um, as much as I would like to introduce you, I actually want you to introduce yourself because definitely you have more to present about who you are. So tell us, who is Tatum? Yeah, so who's Tatum? Okay, well, I am an Australian who currently lives in Queensland and I own the Social Junk Company. So essentially that is a marketing agency for pet brands. So extremely unique. Um, Sasha and I met in Bali. I had uh, just gone through a bit of a heavy duty uh, relationship breakdown. Uh, I was due to be married. And uh, so I kind of fell on my butt from there. And, uh, but yeah, so chose to move to Bali, got a job over there and reinvented myself. And that's how we essentially met. Yes, that's true. That was a really nice story how we met. <laughs> Justin Jim, though. I just thought that you were pretty <laughs> and I started talking to you. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, you are here as a marketing specialist. And let's mm -hmm. delve a little bit into this topic before we jump into other things. So everybody talks about marketing nowadays. And I'm pretty sure that not everybody knows what is marketing. So if you don't mind, can you give like some short definition for marketing? Like what is it from your perspective? Yeah, look, essentially any of us can market ourselves at any time. We can be a business or a person, a content creator, whoever we want to identify as. And marketing is about putting yourself or your product or your service out there to the world so people can essentially see it. It's not the same as sales, so I don't want people to think that, but it's basically, yeah, helping relay whatever message we're trying to tell the world. We're trying to communicate it to what I would say our ideal audience. So, you know, for me, it's pet businesses. For you, um, you know, people that want to work with you through astrology. So it's, yeah, it's connecting um, the business content creator, the whoever we want to call them, and we're connecting them with their ideal audience. So the two, you know, it's a, it's a beneficial swap between the two, I would say. So the customer and the, the business or the content creator. Yeah. Okay, this is actually a very beautiful explanation and I really love the point that marketing is not selling because many people I'm pretty sure are confused about this and I love that you mentioned it's like it's a connection 
And I also yeah. would like you to go a little bit deeper and like, can you just um, give some more examples for people to understand where you can use marketing, like who needs marketing, just like something what comes to your mind, just like shoot straight away. Yeah. So essentially I'm working with content creators at the moment that are dog content creators. So we call them dog content creators. We call them pupfluencers. And I'm running a course at the moment, which is helping them nail their personal branding. So who they are, who they want to connect with, what's their account about, what are they about, what do they enjoy doing? And then I'm teaching them how to connect with uh, businesses, essentially. So, you know, they can use that uh, user-generated content. So it's not selling themselves, but it's marketing their personal brand and connecting them to a business. So that would be essentially one point. And something else that I touch on as well is uh, marketing with from pet businesses to pet owners, essentially. So it's just going, hey, I don't necessarily always have to be selling you something, but I'm marketing my business to you. I'm providing awareness. So that might be through education, community involvement, whatever it is. It's again, relaying the the message of the business as opposed to the products, uh, sorry, and also the products, services, values, all of that stuff. So it's, again, it's about bringing awareness to whoever you are as a person, business, content creator, whatnot. Okay. And I just want to specify, so you are going only with pets or you are able to give advices to like some related areas? Absolutely. So I am, my background's in marketing. I've studied marketing. I continue to study marketing. I'm in a coaching program at the moment that I've paid an astronomical amount of money to be in. So, you know, I'm always learning as a marketer um, and marketing doesn't just apply to pet businesses. I've chosen that industry because I have a love for animals. Um, I am a pet parent. So it's like two passions igniting one another, which I absolutely love. But marketing is essentially across the board. So it could be, you know, for a bank. It could be for yourself with your content creation. It could literally be for anything. So, yeah, marketing can be applied to whatever field that you're in, absolutely. I was more um, relating to you. Like, can you be useful in other areas? Not only, like, are you focused only on pet industry or are you open to actually helping people in other industries as well? So professionally, I help mainly pet businesses, but I do help other businesses when they've um, reached out to me because they either like, you know, what I'm about, my teaching style, the way I go about things. So yeah, they've to me outside of the pet industry and gone like someone was a fitness expert and they're like hey I just really love you know how you've set up the idea of marketing you make it easy to follow um can I work with you so I did <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. I so did. because when people will uh, watch or listen to it so that they will understand that yeah. actually you have much more to give so you are not like so like narrow focused on pet business but you can do a lot yeah. um yeah, right. so something that I'll mention with that is, so one of my first marketing jobs was at the Innovation Canberra 
Um, and so essentially that was for all startup businesses and entrepreneurs. So that's something that I did marketing in, you know, I taught marketing to these startups. So yes, I absolutely can do marketing across the board. So anything we talk about today um, isn't just going to be able, you're not going to be able to just implement it in the pet industry, but across the board in others. Yeah. Yeah, and right now, like straight away, can you give, for example, like five advices to owners of small businesses, like how they can improve their marketing or how they can implement their marketing, like something very simple, very basic, what they can take and use right now and actually um, level up something. Maybe it's not five. I just gave you the number. Maybe you have more, maybe less. I'm pretty sure more, but let's stick with five. <laughs> how long do you have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So great question. So first and foremost, I think fear as in like you need to to get out of the way of yourself because marketing is about putting yourself out there as an entrepreneur, as a creator, as a business. So you have to essentially first is drop all your fear or feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's going to be number one before you get into marketing. Two, essentially everybody is using social media um, as an another search engine these days so it's basically the same as google so you're going to want to get you know facebook and instagram at minimum i wouldn't go too many because then i feel like your content dilutes possibly um you know when you're trying to put your hands into every pocket like you just don't have enough hands so you, your content suffers because of that so jump on instagram facebook or it might be instagram tiktok whatever you decide your business is best on and you want to have a searchable bio. So that means that what are people going to type in as if it was Google? What are they going to type in to Instagram search engine? Or what are they going to type in to TikTok? What are they looking for? So for me, it might be how to market my pet business. Well, I have those keywords in my bio. So Instagram is going to pull that and I'm going to be pushed at the top. So people are going to essentially find me. So start using social media as if it was Google. <laughs> so put the right keywords in there that your target audience is going to be searching for. Um, third is know who your ideal audience is. Because if you talk to everyone, you're not going to catch anyone, if that makes sense. So you want to be really... Yeah, you really want to be defined on who you're talking to. So pet parents, I I talk to, you know, I might talk to pet parents or I might talk to pet businesses. So I'm very defined in when I'm communicating all my messages that I continuously drop in who's it for because that's going to catch the eyes and minds of those individuals. So be very clear on who your target market is and you know, what are they searching for? Who are they? And what problems do they have? Um, which brings me into the fourth one is if you can solve a problem, you're halfway there. People are looking for problems to be solved all the time. And so you need to figure out what your audience's problem is and then be able to deliver a solution. So um, mine might be you want to grow your followers on social media okay great well my solution is that I give 
you know, pieces, short tips and tricks to be able to, that you can implement straight away to grow your following on Instagram as a pet business. So that is my marketing message. Well, it's not, but it could be my marketing message for my target audience. So everything that I've just told you in step one, two, three, and four can then be put into that last step. So, yeah. And cherry on top, anything else? Oh, God. Oh, there's so many things. Um, Hashtags aren't dead. (laughs) This is just a nice and easy one because I think everyone gets really... um, like, do I use hashtags? Do I not? Yes. Hashtags still work and they can actually give you a 25% reach on your content if you use them and if you use them correctly. So just like eight to 10 hashtags, um, put them in your caption because everyone debates, do they go in the caption or do they go in the comments? People put them in the comments because they want it to look tidy, but Instagram actually doesn't pick up those keywords as much as if if it was in the caption because again it's like we're using Instagram as a search engine so any keywords that go in here like your hashtags are going to be picked up by Instagram and then they're going to be shown to those relevant people so hashtags should include your location who your target market is so I'll just give myself an example it might be dog bums or pet businesses that's my target audience location well I can say dogs of Australia dogs of New York because I do marketing across the world I have international clients now which is fun um so wherever I'm targeting I'll say dogs of New York or pet businesses of New York um also what is the piece of content about well it might be social media tips So I'll put social media tips. So basically that's all you have to put as your, um, uh, sorry, your hashtags. And it's as simple as that, but I would definitely still be using them. So that's my cherry on top because everyone's struggling to get reached these days. So help yourself out. As I said, if they're being used correctly, you can generate 25% more reach on your content, which is pretty good. Yeah, cool. And I would like to add a whipped cream on top as well. So could you give some highlights about bio? Because definitely there are suggestions about how to make your bio uh, in your profile. And maybe someone is new to it. And I'm pretty sure you can give very good clarity about what you put there, what you don't put there. And I think it would be very useful tip as well, right? Oh, 100%. So, and it is, it's one of the first things I'll teach creators or um, pet businesses. And this is, again, across the board. But your bio, you need to treat it like an index on Google. You know, like those little, you know, you you type in, you know, a cafe in Bali and it's going to come up, right, in in, um, Google. That's what you want to do on Instagram. So, to do that, you want to have a really clear profile picture. So if you go and look at marketing for dog businesses, essentially it's just me with a bright pink background because that is like very clear, like I'm very, it's it's like your memory goes, oh, okay, pink. Well, that's Tatum. That's Tatum for marketing for dog businesses. So you want to have a really clear picture, something that stands out um, in your bio. So you're going to have your uh, username right? You're, you're at whatever it is. Mine's at marketing for dog businesses. That is searchable, right? And then the line, the heading that is going to be in bold on your bio, 
that is also searchable, that line. So I have put in there Tatum. I've said who I am, Tatum, social media marketing and email marketing for pet businesses because that, again, line is um, searchable. So they're the only two lines on your profile that are searchable. And then you want to say who you, who it's for and what problem that you're solving and how you can solve it. So I do social media and email marketing for pet businesses to help increase their sales. So that that that's my bio. It's very, who's it for? What are they going to get out of me? How I'm going to do it? So yeah, so that's what I would be putting in your bio. Also, if you have an email, you know, you want to be putting that there as well. Um, what else is there? Hashtags are not, they do not come up. If you have them in your bio, you're wasting character space. So get rid of the hashtags. You can have an emoji if you would like a little bit of personality, but essentially who's looking up, you know, an emoji? Like nobody. <laughs> so you're just, just doing a disservice to yourself if you put things like that in there. Um, and also lastly, this is, and this is super important, put a call to action in your bio. Tell your audience what to do next. Do you want them to shop the link below? Do you want them to download my free guide to astrology? Do you want them to, you know, check out your last post? What is it that you want them to do? Because if you don't write anything like a call to action, essentially what you want them to do next after reading this, they're not going to do anything. So, yeah, so you definitely want to be putting a call to action also in your in your bio. So. Yeah, this is also very valuable advice. I need to check my bio again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm missing you out. You do. Let's do a bio review on you. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'll just add, so if you are playing around with, so you've got your username and then you've got your heading, I'll call it a heading, um, which is where the, they're um, in bold. You can only change that every 14 days. So think about, what you want to change it to before you change it because if you change it once you've got to wait another 14 days but uh yeah I would be and don't repeat your username and don't repeat your username in your heading because again it's like why wouldn't you maximize it's already being searched up here so why wouldn't you use different characters different words here so you're getting even more exposure so yeah that's that's another thing don't don't use the same on the heading and the username so yeah, underlining, you need to use this space as effectively as possible. No extra emojis, no extra like doubles, anything. Just like put your message and make people do something. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly it. So yeah. And even like when I say a call to action in your bio, you want it there, but you want it on every single post as well, because Essentially, social media and marketing is is about strategy, right? We're trying to influence our audience to do something. Is it download something? Is it to like the post? Is it to save it? Is it to visit the website? Like, is it to drop a comment? Like, we're not just posting. I mean, we do post for the fun of it sometimes because we enjoy it. But as a business, a content creator or an entrepreneur, someone that wants to use their social media strategically, you need to put a call to action because otherwise people don't do anything. They just, they pass your content and then it's like, it's a wasted opportunity. So 
call to action in every caption and your bio. Yes, exactly. I agree. I really love the phrase wasted opportunity. Many people and small businesses, especially, they don't really see that they post a nice flower because they felt good. And then it's just like something what doesn't speak to the audience, doesn't engage with the audience. And you're like, okay. And you feel like I, I did something, I posted something and you're like, okay, well you posted, but you honestly wasted an opportunity to engage in this post. So this is a very, very cool underlining, like highlighting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was yeah. very good. No, you're so welcome. Yeah. So if someone is, if someone's like struggling with, you know, lack of engagement, reach, um, views, anything like that, like, yeah, your call to action is going to to help you a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so now I want to flow into a little bit different direction. Not very different, yeah. but so it is an astrology podcast, which is me yeah. meaning that uh, my questions, they are coming from your chart. And yes, we did have like a quick look at your chart, but I will tell it again. So, well, being yeah. born in the middle of November here, it's like not a surprise, but still surprise in a way that you're a rising Scorpio while your son is actually in Libra. And Libra shows actually the most in your personality. <laughs> so it's rising score. Okay. It's a strong presence of Libra. And uh, your moon is in Pisces. So it's a very interesting combination. And it's a combo of predominant air and water element. And this obviously makes you extremely creative. And, you know, as a Scorpio and as a person with like a strong presence of water element, this is actually allows you to read other people. This is what helps you engage, like seeing what people need, like how they need it. So this is a really cool position for like being a marketer. Yeah, like because you sense okay. what people need. And this is an important quality. And it's like, it's, uh, I'm telling this not only for you, but for people who also have this presence like strong presence of water element that like yeah you can actually put your talents of like sensing people and do something with that and also yeah. and also water element it gives like a really good skills in teaching people and like yeah I see that you are already doing it and even like the way how you presented everything how you like really like laid out all the things like one by one and like you keep going keep going and it's like super clear <laughs> I really love it like how structurally oh, and like really understandable you. it is so like this is super yeah. cool and like I can really see how you are like killing it like from your nature Yes, yes. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting that you say that because as you say that, I'm like, yeah, being a marketer, you do have to be able to, to a degree, read people because you do have to, like, marketing is very uh, emotional. Like, you know, you might not need that extra cup of coffee, but, you know, you're going to smell it and then it's like, mm, that'll, you know, I don't know, wake me up or mm, that's a soothing effect. It's an emotional effect, right? So essentially that's like marketing. So, yeah, it is. It's being able to, like, 
read people and their emotions and then to be able to slip it into a marketing message. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. Yes, and water people, they are all about emotions. But as I said, you have a combo. And I have a name for this combo. You wouldn't like it. (laughs) So as I said, it's predominance of air and water element. They are very like um, pretty much in the equal amount shown in your personality while like earth and fire they look somewhere on the bottom like very in the bottom so i call this archetype is unrecognized genius or um if i will put it up so as i said so such people they're very creative but by nature they are usually not confident and not strong enough so if we are looking in general so this archetype is that the person like a creative artist who is like painting something amazing in his small room for many years and like he doesn't have enough braveness to actually even show it to someone and people with so they are extremely creative and extremely talented very often they struggle without money just because they like they can't really come to people and like express themselves and say like hey here I am this is what I'm doing and I'm pretty sure that you know what I'm talking about do you (laughs) plus because you are a great example of the person who actually managed to become a recognized genius so I would like you to share your personal experience, like tools which you use, like what you do, like what helped you. You definitely told about fear. So this is a big part of it. But if you could delve deeper and explain like, okay, so you have these ideas, you have all this creativity flowing, you have all these emotions, connections, how to become a recognized genius, what to do. Oh, I love this question because you're so right. Like I have struggled with confidence. I have, I've just struggled. Like, you know, it wasn't, I'm 36 and it wasn't until now. I'm like, well, a year ago when you met me and I went through everything and then I started my business, I was like, shit, yeah. Like at 36, I'm finally like, I'm ready. And I think it was because, like, as you said, I, we have this fear of failure, so which then damages our confidence. Um, so we don't put ourselves out there as much. We're scared of being judged. But for years and years and years, I just felt like that always sits in your soul. Like you want to be bigger. You want to be. You want to be recognized for what you're doing. And so all along the way, I made sure that I would listen to my motivational podcasts or motivational YouTube clips. Like that was something that I've done all my life. Like if I ever wanted to achieve anything, like I did bikini fitness, I would watch that on the treadmill. Like every morning when I had to do my fast cardio, I would watch like a motivational video of someone doing what I wanted to achieve. So I think it comes down to like also visualizing it, hearing it, putting it into your brain, um, also meditation and um, mantras, mantras, however mantras, depends where you're from, um, you know, like I am capable, I can be successful, I am successful. Um, yes, and lots of reading, like reading books where people have literally come from nothing and done something. And I think all of these 
little bits and pieces start to plant seeds over the years. Like it wasn't like, oh, I listened to one motivational podcast or I read one book and I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to attack the world. It was like a seed that was planted and then I had to just kept feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. And then, you know, finally I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to put myself out there. Um, And I think something that a lot of these entrepreneurs and motivational speakers say is you know like you're gonna fail a shitload before before you succeed and it's so true it's so true like I've tried things and they've failed and I've tried things and they've failed so you start to become familiar with like that fear and it doesn't become so fearful like you're not as fearful so and also surrounding yourself with people that inspire you like you were somebody that heavily heavily inspired me when I was at one of the lowest times of my life like you came in we are so different like we are yin and yang like you were this incredible astrology hippie cool dreadlocky chick and I don't know like I don't even know how to explain myself but I'm not that well, <laughs> like I'm not as free so much in common by the way I'm also okay. We're like 50% matching personalities. Yeah, yeah. We would sit by the pool and talk about business. Yeah, yeah. We'd have a chat at the gym every morning. Um, So I think that's another thing is surrounding yourself with people that inspire you. Like if you're in a group of people that tell you that they can't and they spend, uh, you can't do something or they can't do something or, you know, they always have that negative attitude. Like, Again, that's how motivational things, you keep hearing that, you need to freaking believe it. So it's not going to inspire you to do better. It's not going to motivate you to get up and do something. Like, so you need to have something in your ear, like every day going, you can do it. You can do it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's probably how I did it. And then once you start getting a bit of momentum, like it's taken me, my business did launch pretty quickly. I have to say, like, I, I don't want to say got lucky because again, I've been preparing all these freaking years for it. But once I, I put myself out there, it did. It like, it, it, it um, the momentum was, it was extreme. Um, where was I going? <laughs> yeah. The momentum was extreme. So, but you know, in between that, I've had moments where I've been knocked back down and then I have to get back up and it's just, you know, but you start surrounding yourself with like-minded people on that new level. And then that new level, you start you find a new set of people and then, you know, you kind of keep moving up. Like, yeah. So that's yeah. what I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And these are amazing examples. Yeah, I would like to underline it again. So yeah, definitely you need to put yourself into an inspiring atmosphere, like inspiring environment. And even if you don't have inspiring people around you, you can always connect to inspiring people through different options, through books, through podcasts, through videos, through interviews. Like right now, that's what we are doing now. We are inspiring someone to actually go and try. And no matter what, like even this person who is afraid, but you still can do it because we have an example, live example, that it will work out eventually. So yeah, and then through yep. all these things, like you will start meeting inspiring people and that's how you grow. Like, yeah, really like creating inspiring atmosphere when you finally start thinking that, okay, if this person can and this person can and this, so 
maybe I can too. So yeah, it give, I'm, I'm having goosebumps. That's like, yeah, it will give you this. Yeah, so am I actually. <laughs> Yeah. It will give you inspiration. No, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. And even, um, so yeah, the course I'm doing, you know, I get to be around like-minded people. We get to all celebrate our wins. Like also that's the thing as well. Celebrate your wins, even if they're small um, and find people who want to celebrate your wins with you. But another untapped resource I think is social media. Like again, you know, Facebook groups, there's communities of Facebook groups out there everywhere, like women in business or astrology or breakup groups or whatever it is, there's there's always support groups out there. So I just kind of go into Facebook and find some of these groups and land yourself in them. So if you are one of those scrollers on social media, at least you're getting the like content that's going to motivate you and inspire you up on your screen rather than just... I don't know, something, something that's not, you know, where you're going to sit there and you're going to compare yourself to someone's weight or, um, you know, story or whatever it is. Like we don't want to compare. We want to inspire here. So, yeah, yeah so that's another, that's another resource that has actually helped me as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, comparing. Yeah, it's also like a little bitch. <laughs> so can you give us a little bit of pep talk about comparing yourself? Because you were like competing in this fitness bikini or what was that? Like, and it's a lot about thinking of you comparing yourself to other people. So something, some insights you have on yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was hard. Yeah, that was really hard. Um, I, again, that's probably, I wouldn't use that as an example because I don't think it was a healthy experience. I personally found in that industry that it is a lot of comparison because it takes years to build muscle. It takes months and months and months to get that lean and still have muscle. Like it, it's, yeah, and you would have to go to practice, like a, a posing practice. And, you know, we'd all strip, um, strip down into our bikinis and put our heels on and then, you know, we'd practice in front of mirrors and it was just automatic. Oh, I'm not as lean as her or she's coming in leaner quicker than me or she's got, you know, better glutes than me and things like that. So personally, that wasn't a great experience. Um, however, in the marketing industry, because I've started working with small businesses who struggle with this, I have seen it affect others and the lack of confidence that it brings them like comparing themselves to different businesses and I think being able to support them has made me help myself more <laughs> if that makes sense it because does. I give them advice and I'm speaking it so then I'm listening to myself saying it so it's like hey Tatum like there's don't compare yourself like you don't know what they've been through you don't know how they got there. You don't know how many years they've been working and building themselves up in the background. Um, you know, like my business, it kind of came in overnight, but that wasn't the truth. I've years have been, you know, studying to be a marketer. My business, COVID hit and basically, you know, it was an events business that got wiped out. So there's been things, it wasn't like I was an overnight success in my field. It was like, well, no, I've had to build myself up there. So, yeah, don't compare yourself in to somebody else's story because that is their story. Like if we think about everything we've been through life, 
how can we compare that to somebody else's life? No one has the same life. Um, yes, yeah, so, which is easy to do when it comes to social media because we're just seeing the best of everybody. We don't see the cries behind the camera or, you know, the loneliness or, you know, yeah, all sorts of things. But, but yeah, so comparing yourself is just like you will never win. You will never win. So, yeah, yeah. I would I would try and just when that little thought sneaks in, just re, just catch it, just catch it, and being like, this is not a healthy thought for me. See you later. Yes, yes, that's a really great example and advice. And I would like to give an illustration for that. It's like an iceberg, and like on top, you see like this like ice like something beautiful glacier how you call it right and this is what we see yep, yep. at someone's story we're trying to compare ourselves to that but if you look deeper than like underwater there's like a huge part of it which we don't see so it's impossible to compare because like you see only the top of it but you don't see what yeah. is down there and instead of that like yes definitely look at yourself and look at your underwater huge part and just feel how big and solid it is which will give you definitely yeah. this power to grow yeah good yeah. one yeah exactly exactly so and it's not great like everything that's happened to us or our road to wherever we are it's not always like amazing but I think you can draw strength from those setbacks like it's kind of like when I remember I was um when I first got into marketing it was with a trucking organization actually doing marketing and I hated it to be honest it was so dry it was so just it was boring and it was really political as well because we got we would lobby for the government and so forth so it was just really dry which is just not what I am and I got let go after three months because they said, look, you're just too creative, <laughs> too creative. That was literally what they said. You are too creative. And I remember just bawling in front of them, so embarrassed. I was like, no, this is my corporate career over. Like I'm just starting and already, you know, like I'm not good enough and whatever. And the next day I started a new business um, doing something creative. And now it's my job to be creative. So while I thought it was like the end of the world there, that has always sung in my ear because it's like it's pushed me because it's like, oh, well, look at me now. Like, thank you for closing that door. Like, thank you. So, yeah, yeah so take, take your setbacks and look at them in a different perspective. And it's like so cool that the guys, they literally like gave you a direction. They said like, oh, you're too creative. So you're like, okay, then I need to be creative. <laughs> they kind of like gave you like <laughs> a huge like kick in your ass explaining who you are. But yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And that was their polite way of like having to fire me because I wasn't suitable for the job or uh, yeah, whatever it was. And And I thought like, they tried to wrap it up nicely and use the word creative. But like what you said, they literally held a mirror in my face and went, Tatum, this is actually who you are. Like, this is what you're suited for. And I, yeah, so it, so it worked out for the best. And I have um, another interesting question for you. So what air and water element have in common 
they actually have a problem with boundaries. And boundaries is a challenge for both of these elements. Since you have both of them in your personality, then boundaries is a challenging topic for you. I see how you're nodding. And um, I would like you to share your experience, how you handle boundaries. And I would like you to actually divide it into personal life and professional life because boundaries, they also need to be with your clients, but as well like with your personal life, with friends, with partner, with parents. So if you could go through yeah. this, maybe it's the same thing for you, maybe it's different, but I just would like you to touch both topics, please. Yeah, yeah. So let's go with professional. So because I've wanted, I am a people pleaser by nature, like, and I try and uh, cater to everyone. And I think when you first start out in business, again, if you're an entrepreneur, content creator, you know, you're just starting out in, in the business industry somehow. You're always wanting to please everyone and say yes to everyone and stretch yourself too thin. Um, and again, I've learned that over the last nine months, you know, I've stretched myself too thin. I've said yes to everything because I've wanted this my whole life. Financially, it's helped me. It's helping me climb like a ladder in my industry. And so you want to say yes, yes, yes but at what extent, right? And so I think, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I'll spend a week in bed because I'm it just hits me and I'm like, I'm back in bed. And it's like, Tatum, that's not, you need to set boundaries. Like boundaries are a healthy thing. Like boundaries help you. Um, it's not stopping you from doing things. It's not stopping other people from doing things. It's just going, these are my boundaries this is what is best for me and I'm looking after myself, not stopping myself. So, but boundaries can be really hard. So, yeah, professionally, I think when you're in business, you you want to please everyone, you want to say yes. So with clients, that has, I've learned that the hard way, like you just got to be, take all the, make you just got to communicate really well, I think, and you learn this. And, again, it's through talking to people, surrounding yourself around other like-minded people that are also struggling with it, like how have they dealt with it. So, uh, yeah, so in in business it's it's been very hard, but I think you have to because you have to be kind to yourself. Like you're running a business and business is supposed to be fulfilling and if you're breaking boundaries, it's just, it becomes not fulfilling, right? You end up breaking yourself. Yeah. Personally. Um, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, uh, let's just like uh, conclude this part. Uh, maybe you have like a couple advices, something of like a no-no um, for like professional boundaries, some ideas like how you can uh, set up those boundaries with your clients. I'm, I'm not saying that those are rules, but like some ideas for people because they may not even understand that they are actually like ruining their lives by being like too, like, I don't know, like pleasing, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So for example, I have learned to always communicate my expectations um, um, around working together so I will you know emails will be replied to within 24 hours please you know uh, email only instead of you know dming text message all of that so I can remain professional 
but I've, I'm instantly setting boundaries. So it's like they know that these boundaries are here. And so when, if they cross them, I can just remind them rather than trying to implement them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's much, it's better received that way from the client's point of view. Um, if you can just remind them um, that it's either, you know, not within your scope of work or, you know, communication is, you know, between work hours only, not on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, because, again, small businesses, because they work 24-7, they expect you to be available 24-7. But I learned this the hard way, again, like we don't know it all. So, yeah, so that's some that's some tips there. Yeah, good one. Yes, yes, actually, yeah, you're working hours, like when you are available. Yeah, this is already like a good beginning. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're working, we're working for ourselves because we want freedom, but we're not free if we've got people that can can, you know, expect something of us twenty four hours a day, like that'll send anyone's nervous system into breakdown. <laughs> yes, true, true. Okay, so let's move to personal life boundaries. Yeah, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so personal and boundaries, like I think from knowing me and coming from my separation, I didn't know how to put boundaries in and I would try and work on other people's boundaries because I didn't even have any for myself. Like I genuinely didn't have any. There were things that I didn't like, but I didn't interpret them as boundaries. So I think even writing down a list of personal boundaries that are not good for you. Um, you know, like say I, I like to have a glass of wine. Well, Tatum, you're not going to have a, you know, a couple of a couple of glasses of wine on a Sunday night because you have to work on Monday. So that's a boundary. Do you know what I mean? Because I want to be my best self for when I'm showing up for work. Now it's like if um, I'm dating or something like that and uh, a personal boundary that I have for myself, uh, you know, it might be, of course, we're, we're dating. And if it's inappropriate sexual messages, like, you know, it's like, well, no, that's a hard boundary for me. Like, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> What was the weirdest? Bring in the weirdest. <laughs> that was in Bali. Oh, my God. It was in Bali. It was, did I ever tell you about that? It was, and this is totally not me judging anyone, I have to say. No but, judging. Um, I'm like, no, yeah, no judgment zone. It's just not my cup of tea. But yeah, he was he was into foot fetishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who is that? <laughs> you don't remember? I don't and remember. I don't know. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and he's lived with his mum. And there was something weird going on there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that was that was like a hard. It's just like sorry, that's not. And I don't need to communicate. I think personally, you don't need to communicate your boundaries all the time to anyone, to everyone. They're they're there for yourself, right? So you can just acknowledge. Oh, okay, this person's crossed a boundary. Do I want to communicate that to them, or is this a boundary that I? Like, is are we in a situation where it's not worth communicating? We just kind of walk away or ta- or remove ourselves from that situation. You know, it's like being at a party, and if 
you know, you don't drink. And if there's a bunch of drunk people that are acting stupid, you can't be like, oh, sober up because it's your boundary. It's like, well, no, this is my boundary. I removed myself. So I would, yeah, I would say set some boundaries for yourself because most people don't have boundaries. So just, it's just that, that's step one. <laughs> the foundation of boundary setting is to set them. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a really great advice. Like, yeah, so that you know, first of all, what are your boundaries, like within yourself, like in your life alone, like by yourself, like what you are okay to do and what is already harming you. Then it's easier yeah. to do it with other people. So you can easier sense that it's already not okay for you. So you become more observative and more sensitive to like recognize and acknowledge that like, oh, wait, like um, I don't feel good now. So what is it? Like, maybe I need to communicate. And I do agree it's about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't have to talk every time, but um, I would like to bring a little bit of my perspective. It's like, yeah, yeah. you are interested in a person then um and if you feel like you still want to continue your communication then it is very important to speak up and explain that this is not okay but this is okay so this is where like this is our border <laughs> and like yeah this is our boundary the what is like the fetch or what's that so you can't really cross it yeah 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 but if you feel yeah. that it's just like um a stranger you met for a little bit and you are not planning to engage much then yes obviously there is no need to explain it but i would say that many people they actually start playing this like there are everyone is a stranger so they're not building their relationship because like, yes, some people, they like nowadays they become like, oh, we're, oh, this is my boundaries. Like they keep talking. But I would say the majority is actually avoiding it. It's like, oh, okay. This is like not okay for me. I walk away. This is not okay. I walk away. And then you just like walk away from everyone and people don't understand. Yeah. And they, they don't reach out because like, I mean, like you walked once, you walked twice and then you're like, okay, probably the person is not interested. Uh, but deep inside, you're kind of interested. But the only problem is that you can't say that like, hey, look, I just didn't like this part. Like I like the whole hour of our time together, but these five minutes, they drove me nuts. And like, because of these actions or these words. So and you can explain it and then like your communication will grow, like your connection will deepen. But many people, they avoid because they just can't say about their boundaries. And it's very important. Like yeah. if you like someone, go and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because people assume things all the time. And I, I just want to like, I guess, give an example for that is so at the moment, while I'm getting ready to move back to Bali, I've just left my place on the Gold Coast and I've, I'm staying with mum and she's got a rescue greyhound at the moment. And, you know, she's got these cuts and scratches and she was, a, a what is it, a, like she competed, like she was in greyhound racing, which I don't advocate for. Um, but essentially, so she, she was in, you know, those boxes, she was kept in cages, she was, you know, like, it's, it's, I believe it's very cruel. And the things that you see in there, it's like, it's, it's horrible. And it's very unregulated. Anyway, so she's come to mum's and she's got 
obvious like thick scars like on several parts of her body and we were out to lunch yesterday with some people and mums you know oh she must have been abused and this must have happened and this must have happened and they're all speculating because she's got these scars so it goes back to when you're communicating with someone if you don't communicate they're just going to speculate you're going to speculate so you're just making up a whole story like this dog had been abused. Yeah, she could have been, but maybe she wasn't. Maybe she ran into something, you know. So communicate instead of speculate because it doesn't win for anyone. Yeah, and like again, like the main problem here is fear. But as you also mentioned before, which was like a great piece of advice, which maybe wasn't underlined, but it was even if you are afraid, like acknowledge it and still do it it's okay to yeah. be afraid because we all have fears and it's a very normal actually part of our lives it helps us to stay alive it keeps us alive because we're afraid to do yeah. things but like yeah acknowledge your fear and just do it because as you said like many people they are just afraid to say something and like yeah 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 and it, I don't think you ever stop feeling fear, like you said, because fear is there to protect us. But you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Like I think something that's worked for me is going, okay, I can feel it, but my goals in life or um, my aspirations or my passion, like that's part of my soul and I don't want my fear to trump that. So it's like, okay, I feel fear, but I want that more. So deep breath. All right, let's do it. And then you just do it. Like don't don't interrupt your mind and then like do it because if you give it any more time, <laughs> that's when like fear starts to grow and it'll put distance between what you want and where you are. So, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, like you don't need to think too much for too long because fear will start growing. I remember myself like jumping um into a waterfall, not really waterfall, but I mean, like it was like five meter and like I'm afraid yeah. of heights. And I remember myself standing there and with every second it was becoming scarier and scarier. And yeah, like there's nothing to do. You just have to step forward and I did it and I was like oh okay this wasn't that scary so I ran and I did it once again so just like really to like override this memory that like yeah okay so it is not scary like yes I do it again and I did it fast I was like yeah I just came and I jumped that time I jumped it was a nice posture first one it was just like some freaking chicken or something I don't know yes I, I did it second time and I did it nicely because it was like well wasn't and it wasn't that scary so like yeah now think yeah, you just yeah. try it and then you override yeah. it by knowing that like okay I can I can do it that's exactly it that's exactly it so even like and this is going back to business or entrepreneurship or creators you don't have to take a big jump off the waterfall you can jump like one meter and be like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. Jump two meters. Okay, I'm comfortable. Like you don't have to be all in at once. Like you can feel out fear that way, I think as well, because it, it, it relates back to, you know, you jumping off and being like, oh, okay, no, I can do that again. And then you're more confident. So yeah, I think it, and you can, can get past fear in stages. 
Yeah, and I would like to add that it's actually, yeah, some people, they from the beginning, they try to jump from, I don't know, like 30 meters. And yes, it's freaking scary. Yeah. You would never jump. So yeah, that's what you do. You start small, like one meter. Ooh, I was okay. Five meter, okay. 10 meter, maybe you're not okay. So you practice more on five meter and then you yeah. try again. And it's like, okay, well, actually I do feel comfortable. So you continue with 10 meters. So finally, eventually you will get to 30 meter. But like, yeah, many people, they look again at those like icebergs yeah and they look at the top and they're like oh yeah. that guy is jumping 30 meters well that guy jumped like other stages like a gazillion of times so like yeah don't look exactly. there start with your small steps yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's really something interesting yeah something interesting when it comes to fear is and again it was one on my motivational podcast that i listened to i couldn't tell you what one it was but fear is essentially us living in the future and the future hasn't happened. So we literally, fear is something that we create, like we make up a story about something because um, we're living in the future. Like right now, we don't know, we do not know the outcome of something. We're just literally making it up, which means to be to feel fear, we're making up a story, which means we're living in the future, not in the present so I thought that was a really interesting way to look at fear as well yeah that's true and that's true and there is also a book I'm I do believe the author is Dale Carnegie um the one who wrote about like how to make friends and I think like another his bestseller is about fears as well I'm not sure what is the name but he suggests this idea that like you exaggerate, like you delve into your fear and you keep exaggerating until you come to the point when it's like it's fully absurd that it's like, okay, aliens, they attacked Earth, everyone died and you turned into robots and stuff and you're like, hmm, and I was just afraid to record the story for Instagram, how from here we got to that and you're like, okay, so and all this yeah. process of turning your fear into this absurd, it helps to dissolve fear. So like, yeah, this is also, yeah, I like that. Actually. I feel like that's a tool. Yeah. I think that's a tool that I would actually use. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, other ways, like um, that you kind of try to think what would be the worst scenario from this. So, okay. So this one was absurd. Another one, you're just going, okay. So if this, then this will happen. And if this will happen, what then? And if this will happen, what then? And then you see like yeah. your possible perspective and then you see like your worst scenario. And when you look at your worst scenario, when you face it, you actually realize that, well, okay even if you're like okay i'm gonna be broke everything's gonna be bad like yeah, i wouldn't have any money nothing what will i do and you're like well i can ask my friends for work or i can go to monastery live there or i can go to some volunteering organizations and like spend time there for a while like live there like while helping them with like i have zero like nothing to do or like yeah and you yeah. and you're like wait I actually have options. And when you have this sense that like, okay, there are always options, it helps yes. to like override this fear and like still keep going because you know, whatever will happen, you kind of have your like plan B, C, D, E. So like there are options for you always. So exactly. yeah. Yeah, exactly. so this is another, it's like for people who are actually like in some troubleshoot situation. So then you like really face like the biggest fear, like the worst outcome, and you're like, okay, uh huh, okay, that's that's 
that's what is facing yeah. me what what's waiting me but it's not it's not that frightening actually so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a hundred percent and I think like we do we have we live in 2023 we always have options like there's some like yeah and I think when it's like sink or swim you figure out how to swim like you just everything kicks in like say when I was living in Bali, I was working for the Animal Welfare Association, uh, no, yeah, Animal Welfare Association over there. And I finished up with them and I didn't want to come back to Australia, but I was like, I don't have a job. So I created one. And within a week I was earning money. Like, so you figure it out. Like I, yeah, like you, you figure it out. So I think, yeah, feel the fear, do it anyway, because we have this innate power of making shit work. Yes. <laughs> it's our superhuman, it's our superpower as humans. Yes, yes, we're extremely resourceful and we're extremely fertile, not women and like everyone, we actually have a lot in us to produce, to give, to create, to expand, like yeah, yeah. everyone. Yeah. So when we like tune into it, like yeah, we always have a solution within. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, we had an amazing hour together. Thank you so Thank much you. for being honest and like so resourceful and advisable. And just to yeah. wrap it up, um, maybe share some inspiring quote or like some inspiring idea because this was kind of like a highlight of how you made it through. So a piece of wisdom from Tatum today. Uh, anyone? Well, I have to. I have to go with this because it's written on my arm, like it's literally tattooed on my arm, but it's challenge what the future holds. And how I like to see that is, you know, I, I was in a family that, you know, no one went to university, no one had a career. Um, financially, it was always a struggle. And so I could have spat myself out as that same human you know what I mean but it's about like challenging what your future holds like just because you are here today as this person you don't have to stay that person you can literally be whoever you want to be so challenge what the future holds for you like challenge it don't just accept it challenge it so that's my that's my word of advice it's from a Desiree song actually <laughs> but I freaking love it so that's why I've got it tattooed because I just think you can, you can be anyone, anyone you want to be like, so don't, don't just, don't just settle. I agree 100%. And when you said it, like I have goosebumps, like all over my body. So yeah, this is an amazing piece of advice. Yes. Yes. Don't accept, go for more experience challenge. Yeah. 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 And it's not going to be always comfortable. Yeah it's not yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it like push push boundaries in a good way <laughs> How can they, but yeah <laughs> exactly because you know you, you just you don't you don't know what tomorrow holds like as I said at the beginning I moved over to Bali I was supposed to be getting married you know, I wasn't, he split up with me. The whole wedding was booked, all of that stuff. I was devastated. 
I literally had no money because we just caught it into the wedding. Um, but I did. I went and I lost 15 kilos and I moved to Bali. I worked in animal welfare. I created a business. I had this amazing lifestyle there, getting massages and meeting cool people. And it's like I was here brokenhearted on the bathroom floor, but, you know, I challenged the future. That wasn't that wasn't the end of my story. So I think everyone is capable in doing that. So definitely. Yeah. So even, you know. Yeah, and I didn't even finish high uh, college, well, high school to most people. I didn't finish it. Like, I wasn't good at school. So just because you don't think you're good enough or people don't think you're good enough, like, still push boundaries. Yeah, great. Thank you yeah. for being an inspiration. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure with you. <laughs> and I'll see you in Bali soon. Yes, girl.